Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday the 17th of June. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. It's been 100 days that the Premier League returns tonight. And I'm not going to lie, I felt quite a lot of goosebumps doing that opener. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's great to have you here on it. Good for you. That's I'm excited. I, that, that's iconic tune. Yeah. <laughs> you joke, but... It's, it's iconic to you. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of the soundtrack of our professional lives, Pete, really, isn't it? It is, yes. I, yeah. I sort of get hives every time I hear it. Yeah, I wake up in the middle screaming. Sometimes in the middle, yeah, of the, the night. Middle, uh, of the night. night. Yeah, we need yeah, that yeah. piece of information. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, when I, I normally sleep at night, <laughs> right? I realise I'm with a couple of absolute deviants here, so that might yeah. not be the case. Okay, okay. But generally, most people do speak at night. I uh, sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking a part. Start from me that <laughs> it's been a hundred days since I ever spoke, <laughs> let alone watched a football match. Enjoyable. Yeah. So uh, you don't start. I mean, apart from obviously in the one we had to record just then, you don't yeah. normally start screaming in the middle of it. No, <laughs> I mean they they know to mute my mic. <laughs> And then I can scream as much as I want. Lucky scream. Over with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's like the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it is. Identical every time. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so it's, it's back. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Football. It back. Should we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I yeah. really think we should. Yeah. Basically, all of the games, all happening at different times, all shown on TV. Yes. It's pretty exciting. Even the three o'clock blackout on Saturday is going to have live football in it. They've, they've, it's taken a worldwide pandemic for them to let go of the last <laughs> crown jewel in the old-fashioned football uh, pantheon, which is the three o'clock blackout. You can't do anything. Remember when they would show, there would be a, 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 um, a Classico between Real Madrid and Barcelona mm. at three o'clock on the Saturday. Couldn't show it in England. Yeah, no, because yeah, it'll stop it people going to the game, Pete. It, it's, it's is it tied in with like licensing laws as well? Remember when so. pubs used to close for like two or three hours during the day? In the afternoon, yeah. And dads would appear in your house, yeah. and, then <laughs> and then they disappear again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know who'll be pleased? Go on, Richard Keith. He would probably, yeah. <laughs> He'd love probably, it. He probably would be. What's Richard Keys' take on all this? I haven't checked. No. I don't tend to text him these days. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's been too much. Let me just retract these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You let your lesson. <laughs> oh, all that, that story's available in all news outlets, isn't it, Kate? <laughs> if, they're not up to, uh, if they're not up to speed on it, they can just. there's a bit of further reading around yeah. that. Is that fair? You're too young to have a daughter. But Kate's gone already, so you, might as, you have to fill in here, Kate. Uh, Pete. <laughs> it yeah. just seems weird that football's just been away for such a long time. I can't really remember what happened before the break, if you know what I mean. Like it's I feel like it feels like unnecessarily cruel to expect us to still know about football after all this. I was like I was like, Freddie Youngberg was in charge for a bit. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Like, yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. What apart from Freddie Youngberg and the and the pants ad? Having a little look, look back on look, that. Look. That wasn't last season though. That's no, that's true. Really. He doesn't look like I'm that. I'm sure he still looks great though. Every time Freddie Yumberg comes up in my mind, that's what a, that's the go-to image for me, I think it's yeah. fair to say. Sol Campbell, him in the nud with his bum out. Yeah. Remember that one? From so, the side. From the side, yeah. A jaunty angle of Sol Campbell. <laughs> a jaunty angle. Yeah, there is such a thing. Get a girl in. We'll talk Get about naked footballers. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't listened to the round. Yeah, round in our defence. Exactly what we've done every week. It's on par in our defence. <laughs> So, oh so what can you actually remember? Highlights? Well, I, when, when I was asked to put together a highlight of the season, um, I, I remember that amazing game that Sheffield United had where they were 3 and up and they ended up drawing 3 all. That was really dramatic. But um, And there's loads of other things I could have chose. But I want you guys to cast your minds back to Boxing Day. Traditionally a very important day in the football season, as we all know, here in the UK. Um, but I'm not talking about 
Man United beating Pete's beloved Newcastle United mm. um, 4-1. And nor am I talking about Spurs squeezing past Brighton, Kate. I'm talking about the story that broke about Mikel Antonio. And because, listen, let's, let's, the football season is back. Let's start with a story that has all the hallmarks of a classic piece of ramble content. Um, and, you know, it's market properly. Mikel Antonio dressed as a snowman <laughs> on Christmas Day. Yeah. Driving a Lamborghini. Yeah. Right. Uh, crashing into a poor, unsuspecting person's garden who happened to be a YouTuber. Right. Right. And not just into the garden, into the bin shed. You know those little kind of brick bin mm. sheds that they have? Oh, someone's Keep there. the bins. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. She knows. Kate knows what I'm talking about. Um, the, video footage is, the video footage is still available online. Right. And when you look closer, I think he looks a bit like he's dressed like Olaf from Frozen. Oh, right. So he's, you know, and and um, he played that. He, I mean, the reason it was, this happened on Christmas Day is because he was travelling to meet up with the uh, West Ham team mm. who played Palace on Boxing Day and they lost 2-1. But Antonio played and he actually set up the goal for Robert Snodgrass that day. But I remember saying at the time, and I'll put it again to this forum here, why is he dressed in fancy mm. dress? before he's left the house to get in the car. If anything, pull up in the car, nip into the loo, get changed, turn up. Make a statement. Because it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, do you remember the stories that um, people used to say, look, make sure you are, you've got like a decent pair of underwear on because if you get hit by a bus, mm. absolutely, yeah, people are going to see. Yeah. Right? If you have to cut your trousers off or whatever. Oh, what, are you saying that when the ambulance gets on the scene, they're going to think there's, there's no damage, there's just a snowman lying on the floor? Has he passed his test? Has he even got feet? He's a snowman. <laughs> How can he drive? I, I don't know where the arteries are on a snowman. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't find an IV line. Can't find a vein. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is troubling, I guess, isn't it? Uh, do you, oh, don't they say when you're about to have a heart attack, you can smell like um, burning. Sulfur, you can just yeah. smell carrot. No, no you're a snowman. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Is that right? Apparently so, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is that right? It's burning or something? Uh, burning, it? I think it's a stroke as well. Yeah, start, I might be, start dark. I, I, might, I might be taking that from when um, Carmine Lupitazzi in Sopranos has a stroke, and he says he keeps smell burning hair. Right. I don't know if it's. I don't know if that's scientifically accurate, but it's kind of culturally cool. accurate. Glad cool, we got cool the Sopranos story. in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Mick Antonio dressed as a snowman. That was my highlight of the season. <laughs> if the rest of the season can live up to that in any way, mm. I think I'll be very happy. Yeah. yeah. For Spurs, it's hard to pick out any. Yeah, but highlights at this point. Really, um, my tiny little highlight was the one minute in which Harry Kane scored in the first minute of the game against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was actually working. So at Sky Sports News, when the games are on, you've got, depending on how many games are live, you've mm. got two or three pundits watching them. And I think we had Clinton Morrison on that game. And basically you do a wide shot of all, you know, say five people at the desk. And yeah. then it goes to the little close shot. You know, you remember off uh, Soccer Saturday and all that mm -hmm. sort of comedy, Chris Kamara stuff. And, uh, and, and so we watched it. We did the little intro, and then we were supposed to be going to maybe, maybe a Southampton game that was going on at the same time. Mm. And then this goal is just happening the whole time <laughs> while we're talking. And I just, I just sort of you started clapping. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, there's a!" And I didn't totally didn't realise I was still, still a vision. So. They lost the game, right? Yes. They lost Thank you, Luke. Right, yeah. That's were you, in were a you sense clapping that, at the end. I, well, you know, I prove of being a good, you know, good sportsmanship. Yeah. I yeah. always, Mother. I always clap. I clap Mother. a good goal. Do you? That's so old school. Oh. If you if you, you get your wooden rattle out as well. <laughs> come I, on, boys. I'd, I'd love that to come back because if you look at YouTube videos of great goals back yes. in the day, you can see like the Trevor Sinclair one. I think when he scores that overhead kick for yeah. QPR, I think behind the goal. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not because it's not the away. I, I can't remember the goal specific. There, there's a goal where you can visibly see people clapping. It's happened once. It's, it's, it's happened definitely once. happened. There's a precedent <laughs> for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I would sort of talk about uh, maybe um, uh, a couple of personal experiences. I was in, I was in Finland when um, they qualified for the Euros. Oh yeah, that's mm. brilliant. I, uh, I took a Japanese hotelier to Watford when they beat <laughs> Liverpool in, inexplicably. You know, he, he wanted uh, this guy I met in the, in, in, in the wilds of, uh, uh, of rural Japan uh, who owned a hotel. He wanted to go and see a Premier League match. He managed to get tickets to uh, Watford, uh, Liverpool, and. They inexplicably um, killed, their, killed their run. Clap, 3 0. Clap, 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 I was. It was 3 0, wasn't it? 3 0. What did I say? 3 1. No, no, I don't know yeah. what you said. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you said. I'm just remembering it. It was yeah, 3 0, yeah, yeah. right? And, and that, I mean, it would have been, you'd expect that to be, because I, rem- I think I remember when you said you were planning to do that. And I think you were just expecting like a walkover. It'd be nice mm. to see a Premier League game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then that happens. Yeah. Unreal. You want to see uh, Minimino? But uh, yeah. But I, I think, but I think also players coming to the fore and enjoying um, their, their their first proper season in the Premier League. People like um, Alison Maxima from, from my team, Newcastle United. Tammy Abraham obviously um, hit the ground running yeah. uh, this season as well. I just, I just I, it's it was good, but I've forgotten it all. Yeah, remember when those Liverpool fans went to the wrong Belgian city? Genk instead of Ghent. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Four hundred quid, four hundred quid down, and they are watching an Irish pub. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> Lovely. Do you remember when Timmy Puki looked as though he might be the player of the <laughs> yeah. season? Yes. It's like but six goals in five games. It's, it's, not, it's not just I, I, that that apparently the Norwich City um, fan shop ran out of the number two. <laughs> nice. Because so many people were getting. I think he wears twenty-two. So many people were getting two put on the back of their Greedy, shirts. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> backfired now, isn't it? But I th- I, if he had sort of continued that thread, though. Norwich would be in the, probably in the same position, to be quite frank, because yeah. they've been yeah. turgid. Yeah, Jesus. I actually, that was another nice moment, wasn't it? There, when they beat Man City. Mm. Although, in a sense, it kind of represents, you know, no one knew the terror of the season to come. No. It was a false dawn. Yeah. It, it was. was they were so happy. It looked as though they'd won yeah, and then the FA Cup. Every single person in the city put their feet up. That's more than we could reasonably expect. Yeah. We'll take our medicine now. Yeah. 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 Well, we started the season, obviously, with uh, uh, Brexit and all that stuff and talking about uh, blue passports. We've now got red passports for the players because the, you know, you've got the red zone of, of the actual stadium. Oh, so so, so all the players have health passports. Oh, okay. So if you've been cleared of COVID, you, you, you get this red passport. I don't think it actually looks like a passport, but I'd love it if it does. Yeah, biological passport. They have that in cycling as well, don't they? Oh, right, it's okay. one of the things they use to combat doping in cycling. You have to have this like biological passport that you continually update with your data. Ah, I think it's like a dog. Like yeah. if you're adop- taking a do- adopting a dog, more of a pet passport thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things. Have you really, had your shots? One of the things that's interesting about in, internal travel in the US is you can take pets on the plane with you because you're not leaving the country. Right. So it's kind of weird. But you put like, don't you have to put like, um, help dog? Like this is my help dog. Oh yeah, your yeah. your oh, emo- right. emotional support emotional animal. Emotional support animal. Yeah. Yeah. All, all dogs, I think, should support. be my emotional support can, can animal. I, just realize, I love them. After 13 years, I've realised that Pete is my emotional support animal. Aww. <laughs> and spirit animal. Yeah. After you killed that penguin. <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> Rolled off and nothing it. was proven. <laughs> Sorry, what no. did I just miss? Yeah. <laughs> We're about to smooch. Yeah. We're about to smooch. That would be against social distance. It, it would. We can't. Guidelines. Not the way I do it. I have yeah. very long lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a trombone. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> you knew what you're walking into, yeah. Kate. You knew. You said you were ready. <laughs> Apart from that, this season, yeah. what are we looking forward to? Oh yeah, <sighs> beards. But the beard people are going to have massive beards, aren't they? They're going to come back. Are they allowed to? What grow beards? Is yeah, it, not, is it so. not like a hygiene thing where they've all got to be clean shaven or something? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't that's know either. Point, yeah. What do you think, Kate? I don't think that sounds true at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yes, gets on my side. You know how Ashley Cole has hair now? Have you seen him? Yeah. What? 
I didn't know people were bald for fun. Is that? A- <laughs> I did that during <laughs> my twenties. Yeah, I did yeah, that in my twenties, yeah. and then somebody made an offhand comment about uh, me being bald, and I was like, I can grow hair. Uh, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> uh, it was the it was the wife of an ex Blue Peter presenter. Was uh, it really? Yeah, and uh, I went right. I grow some terrible hair, yeah. and I did. How and many look blue, at me now? How many Blue Peter presenters do you know? I think it's just one, one isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm feeling a bit shut out, it's guys. Richard Bacon. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to. Um, shall I give a semi-serious answer to this? Yeah. I'm looking forward to relegation picture. I think mm. because. Aston Villa obviously play tonight. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about them shortly. But if they win tonight, they go out of the relegation zone. There's the, 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 the relegation pitch is actually quite interesting. And it looks like it's three from six at the moment. If, yeah. you, if you give um, Norwich a bit of credit and say that, as Norwich fans always get in touch with us and tell us they're actually playing well in spells in games. They just can't put a full 90 minutes together. So maybe they're a little bit hard done by. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I'm sympathetic to it. So give them um, a little bit of credit. And so they've got a chance because chiefly because when football comes back, as we've seen in the Bundesliga, it's about who masters the situation the best. And and um, there are, there's been something like 55% of games in the Bundesliga now have been away wins, right? which is incredible. There's yeah, been yeah. more away wins than they have home wins, mm. um, and uh, by, by quite a distance as well, I think. And so if that is replicated across the Premier League, because of course, actually, interestingly, it's not been replicated in the second tier in Germany, I don't think. And the, and the data for other leagues is kind of incomplete at the moment, obviously. But... If it goes that way, it's really difficult to know. And if you look at someone like Schalke in the Bundesliga, who've dropped like a stone, they've been really poor, Newcastle and Southampton could be dragged into that. Well, look, I, I've, so it's I've, interesting to see how, how it pans I, out. I, I, I don't think Newcastle are safe. And I've, I've gone on record as saying that, you know, I'm fully against the Saudi takeover. And there's probably not much to say about that right now because obviously the, the, the WTO report is out and et cetera, et cetera. So the Premier League are yet to agree anything. But there would be something wonderfully mad about a despot dropping. 300 million on a football club that went down after spending in the same year 500 million on um, Live Nation right before all of the live yeah. music got cancelled. It's like they're trying to lose all their money. <laughs> it's like Vince Brewster's Sal- million. Vin Salmon's had a terrible yeah. Have you seen Brewster's million? And he deserves million? it. I've seen Brewster's <laughs> yeah, million. Well, he has yeah. to spend, yeah. he has to spend, I think, three, was it 30 million in a month and have nothing to show for it? Yes. And if he does, he gets 300 million. And it's, Richard Pryor and John Candy. It's a brilliant does, film. Does, on he TV buy, the other does he buy Joel Linton? <laughs> yeah, you should have bought Joel Linton. There, there was a there was a match uh, a couple of days ago. Joel Linton, I, th- uh, I think it was against Hull, and I think they may have won. But uh, Alison Maximan scored a goal because he's great. Uh, Joel Linton attempted one of the worst bicycle, bicycle kicks I've seen in a very long time. Injured himself, possibly. Yeah. Well, he he hasn't been scoring through the season, so maybe coming back he will find some away form so to speak and start yeah. knocking them in left front centre but yeah. Newcastle are not safe and I, you know, I, I think Newcastle fans should uh, should be aware of that so Kate Peake's answer is Newcastle not being safe <laughs> that's what I'm looking it's forward to it's what he's looking forward to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I'm, that uh, bit of jeopardy bit of yeah. jeopardy I, I want to see who's going to get the, the European places as well obviously Man City yeah. uh, committed a, a serious breach an hour of serious breach will be on the show tomorrow yeah. <laughs> to, to she will um, but yeah their, their spot's <laughs> up for grabs so that's going to be spicy what about you Kate? Kate? Well, for me, I'm of course looking forward to the glorious sight of Harry Kane. Yeah, <laughs> being back. Stephen Bergwijn. Yeah. Well, it's been good for Harry Son Kane. Son Young Min. Yeah. 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 Who can now dis- disassemble a Kalashnikov, presumably. So yeah. he might do that at half time. Yeah. That is pretty useful. <laughs> half time entertainment. <laughs> oh, there's no point. There's no fans <laughs> there. Yeah. That's, how, that's how dystopian Kate football is now. We've now gone to half time entertainment, Song Hyun Min disassembling a Kalashnikov and putting it back together again yeah. in an empty stadium. 
That is chilling I, <laughs> to think about. Just to think about. I was I, I was at uh, Halloween uh, in Japan, Tokyo. Uh, um, there were these um, three women who were dressed in full, massive wedding dresses, right? Full makeup, great hair, and they were just just disassembling uh, revolvers in the street. That is not where I thought that. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, it was the most incredible, slightly weirdly alluring, interesting image I, I saw all holiday. And I could not get out of my head. So anyone who could disassemble a Kalashnikov, I would like to say that as halftime uh, entertainment or whatever gun they use in the Korean army. That's, you know. <laughs> so yeah. what, what was it want? about? The, so it's about the, the combination of the dresses I did, and was, the gun. It's very Tarantino, just, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is a yeah. bit of Tarantino. Yeah. It's just weird. I was like, I did not expect to see this. So I think if we see that halftime entertainment, but young man said, I mean, just seeing him in full flight. I've been, I'm not a Spurs fan and Spurs fans regularly have a go at me about saying that I've got a, uh, I've definitely not got a soft spot, soft spot for for the team, but I love the stadium and Hyungwin Son is such a footballer. Yeah, so, it's so rare to have such a gifted footballer with both feet. Wow, and pace Just, and pace, dedication and to drive. The cause. Yeah, he's is your is he your favourite, Kate? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't pick. Couldn't I'd be, be like picking my favourite child, which is. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> little baby yeah. Jesus, yeah. obviously. Out of me and Pete, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave that. Yeah, for but it's been it's been, it's been it's been good for Kane because obviously he was fighting to get back. I, I was in terrible fear that we were going to do the thing that England normally does. Mm. Had this season continued as it normally yeah, would have quite. done, back. force him back, he wouldn't have been fit. He'd have played every game. We'd have gone out in probably the second round if we were lucky. And now none of that's happening. Um, so. Obviously, there's a huge amount of tragic circumstances around this season. But if we stick into the football, it's been good news for Ken. It's been good news for someone like Leroy Sane as well. Yeah. Who might even be involved tonight for Manchester City. We don't know. So, um, yeah. David Moyes as well. He came in, you know, what was it, December time? Mm. And like, obviously, he's had no sort of time with, it, with with his players. I wouldn't have had any time to sort of instill any kind Mikel of style. Arteta Mikel Arteta. Well. Don't say Mourinho, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of don't really think... Mourinho's kind of... It's a fascinating situation with Mourinho, isn't it? Because I personally think he might be a bit of a busted flush. Mm. And I know a lot of people have said the same, but some people say, no, you know what? He's given him a chance. He's still got, still got a lot of time left at the top level. He's doing his best with the team he's got. And, but their record going into the, um, into the break was awful. Mm. It was oh, awful. The record is just awful yeah. all season so far. You had to celebrate, you know, 4-0 win at Crystal Palace. It's pretty much the only win of the season. That's an exaggeration. I know it's an exaggeration. <laughs> 4-0 win is a 4-0 win, Kate, so, for anyone's met. So right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, as and as you said, Champions League places, I'm quite... So you're going coming at it from the other angle of Newcastle might go down, despite the fact that they are 13th mm, in yeah. the table. They're only eight points off it. Though. Exactly, and it's all quite yeah. tight. But the other on the other side, as you say, Man City probably... Possibly, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, who knows? It just, it, it, you know. Who knows? Who knows so, so basically, go. decided is Liverpool. You know, do, do they win it this weekend? We'll mm. basically work it out tonight, depending on if Arsenal yeah. manage to beat City. But yeah, more on that. Yeah, more on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in that case, top five will be enough to qualify for Champions League. Mm. It's pretty exciting for lots of clubs all the way down. I mean, you know, Crystal Palace in eleventh. 39 points so far. I don't think they're going to it. Rampage of 27 straight points in the remaining nine. I mean, I'm come on, it. Look, believe yeah. in it. I'm, I'm, a, it. I'm a dreamer. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the only one. I, I, I had a great interview with Chris Wilder this week and, and he was he was asked about the um, the chances of Sheffield United qualifying for um, for Europe and he, he went as close as any manager has ever been to just going, to just going no, 
Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't want this. any more players hearing this. I don't want to entertain this with the fans. We don't care about that. Leave la, la, me la, 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 not the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. Because he was just like, no, no. Well, what you've got to do is you've got to look at some of the things I've missed out on in my career as a manager already. So yeah. you can't take it for granted. Right. Essentially appealing directly. You know like when like Fox News are just talking to Donald Trump. Chris Wilder was just talking to his players. Like, <laughs> do not listen to anything this man is saying. There's no way we're getting in this Europe. This man is ill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, it, uh, they've got a chance though, haven't they? Because if, if if the situation stays as it is, they're only two points off the top five. So, and they've been brilliant away from home this season, Sheffield United. And every game for them at home might feel a bit like an away game. It could stand him in good stead. And a, and a European adventure next season will send them down. And as things happen with travel restrictions, they might not even be able to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, although yeah. people thought they would go straight back down anyway, didn't they? They so. did. Yeah. You know, we were all, we're all mugs. We they were might win the wrong. Champions League next season. Yeah. I can see it happening. They're not mathematically safe, by the way. <laughs> just the other side of the coin I can't believe Liverpool are so far ahead and they yeah. still they still have to wait until Man City drop points it's like what it just does give be, them it it does bear repeating that like every time you look at the table because you know football's coming back so you look at the table now kind of got a bit bored of that two months ago but yeah. look at the table now 25 points it's clear mad. yeah is it unprecedented I, I've looked at I the mean, table every week I'm like, this is not changing yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the point isn't it they could win it the earliest and also the latest of any Premier Very nice. Really? That's great Triv. That is a that is a Triv bomb. And the and the best thing about Triv on this show, Pete, is we don't check it. So <laughs> great stuff. And as far we as we're will, concerned, that's brilliant. And we will get emails, therefore generating content, because we live in a clickbait bait world yeah, where we you know yeah. say something outrageous and then people will complain. Either way, the adverts. Yeah. I mean, the adverts on a website. Oh, sorry, I thought you were saying it's now time for the advert. <laughs> no, I'm not the host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I got Who's the host? I was like, all right, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did quite well with the intro. <laughs> he's, made his, he's made his decision about the new host, half a show in. Anyway, now, Kate, shut the fuck up, the adverts. I don't want any of, I don't want any of my kids hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, in one respect, um, it's a bit of a shame to see footballers going back to doing football because... In some ways, they seem as though they could be better better off at running the country than some of the people who are in charge of it, right? <laughs> and I am, of so, course. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking a bit of Harry Kane with his sponsoring sponsoring the Lake Orient shirt, trying to look after lower league teams. Oh, yeah. Thinking about Raheem Sterling talking about the yeah. Black Lives Matter movement and speaking so eloquently all the time, basically. But of course, the main the main chap we're thinking about certainly this week is Marcus Rashford, who has been absolutely incredible. He's back from injury as well, so we could we could see him on Friday against. Spurs, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But basically what he's been up to this week, you know, a bit of time off, although he is back at training, obviously, just changing a bit of government policy. I don't oh, know. It's, it's, so it's, I'm confused. You mean Daniel Rashford? <laughs> well, as Matt Hancock, this health secretary, called him this morning in, yeah. a, in a very heartfelt message to him on Sky News Breakfast. Good oh, old, you're kidding good me. Good old I, Daniel Rashford. I'm not kidding. See that. Nothing no. I could make up would be stupider. No. So it, Was I'm, he thinking of Daniel Radcliffe, do you think? I think he might have been. Do you reckon? Harry Potter? Yeah. We, we know who Daniel Radcliffe is, Kate. Uh, <laughs> popular culture. I'm just bringing some popular culture yeah. to this show. Imagine if he was. Imagine if, just before the briefing, he went, right, okay, so he's done this stuff about kids' school meals and he was in Harry Potter, yeah? Right, okay. Okay, we're live. And, 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 and <laughs> All right, muggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, look, this, this whole... That's bad, though, isn't it, calling him Daniel Rashford? It's, it's awful, it's disrespectful, it's and it's a, a, indicative of a, a wider the problem. The disdain. Say, the disdain uh, yeah. for, for anyone. But the, but the whole... But it kind of started with Hancock for me. The whole COVID epidemic started with Hancock cheaply, in my opinion, and in, in a lot of people's opinions, like politicising the wages of footballs and how they should take a pay cut and stuff like that. If you're going to politicise me... 
Well, the shackles are off, buddy. You're going down to Chattertown, yeah. and I'm going to take out your people money. People like footballers more than like politicians, <laughs> and that's backfired on you. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's an emotive subject. Look, I'm not I'm not in any way comparing my upbringing to, this, to anything like the hardships of of Marcus living in a in a, in a one parent family, but we were a one income family, and, and I do remember having free school meals, and and I do remember remember when um, Thatcher took the milk away. Yeah, and you had to pay for your own milk. That's your milk snatcher. That's your yeah. milk. Yeah. yeah, and 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 you'd and and people and uh, the milk monitor would come in with the milk, and I could never afford the milk. Uh, but so every everybody else in the classroom would have the milk, and I would have the milk, and and not having the same uh, meal or the same kind of sustenance that the, you know, the other people in the in the classroom is getting are getting, it just fortifies that kind of class system, and, and that is an insidious kind of situation that continues right throughout your throughout your life. Everybody has access to education, mm. but not everyone has the same. A quality of education because of things like this, and it's it's. Should it be down to twenty two year old to safeguard the the most vulnerable among us? No, mm. but turns out that is the situation because it, it, he's the only grown up in the goddamn world. It seems at the yeah. moment. And he referenced those one point three million children who re- rely on food vouchers mm. in mm. schools in his letter. So that was well, that was the first thing that probably alerted most of us to it. I reckon he had that letter on Monday. He two two pages of A four, but. In the run up to that, he was doing. He did some really good. He like did research. He asked people to talk to him yeah. about it. He, he he's done used, it in a brilliant way. He's done it in a brilliant way. You know, the first thing you saw of it was I think on the tenth he was saying, "Who can I talk to in the government about food vouchers?" Yeah, yeah. And you thought, "What is going on yeah. here?" He's just trying to use the position he has to find things out, work out the specific thing that needs to be done. And to your point, Pete, about your own experience and talking about that. And, and I, I would hate for anybody to think that I'm comparing, comparing myself yeah, to Marcus course, Rashford and, and what he went through and, and what, what young... Uh, no, it's a contextual point. I, of, I get, I get that, yeah. of course you're not. But he um, he did that really beautiful interview and he's done a follow-up mm. one, you know, since hearing that there's going to be changes made. And um, the BBC interviewer, Sally Nugent, said, oh, we understood that Boris Johnson saw this interview and it was one of the things that made him change his perspective on mm. this whole concept. Mm. And I just thought, does it, that suggests just really how out of touch yeah. you can be. Yeah. That you have to sit there and watch really, like, a frankly, beautiful interview from someone who has had the, ext- you know, the most life extremes you can possibly imagine. Mm. Yeah. And that's what it takes for you to really believe in this and, and, and also you know it, it's not a, a large amount of money for, for a government but I, I would say that during the Brexit negotiations under the uh, terms of a no deal Brexit um, the quality uh, of school meals uh, would have been affected so this may actually have a lot um, it may even put the status of school meals front and centre when it comes to uh, negotiating a, a Brexit deal when in fact other things would have taken priority so mm. look hats off to him he's, he's affected change and uh Turned himself in, in, into probably something that he didn't want. It didn't want to be, but, but he's, he's turned himself into be uh, a, a, a politicised uh, character. And I just hope that a lot of other footballers use their platform in, in a similar sort of way because a lot of them have experienced the same situations. And also, I, I completely agree with you guys, with you both. But it, I mean, the first things first. Though it shouldn't be incumbent upon people of this, no. like footballers, to, to do to lead the way on things like yeah. racism or political. I mean. I mean for me, it shouldn't even be a political discussion feeding children in poverty. Mm. I mean, you, you know, you've got you've got to have a pretty good level of rhetorical gymnastics to argue why children in poverty shouldn't be fed, mm. shouldn't be helped out in some way. Um, and for 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 Marcus Rashford to step up like this, I mean, the thing I found about the interview that you referenced, like there was, there was a lot of talk around it about how he talked about his own mother who kept up 
all night with worry, not knowing how she's going to feed her children. And I just found that tremendously affecting. Mm. So what he's done, the reason it's been so powerful, is not just because he's a, a popular, handsome young man who, who, you know, who everyone knows who he is. It's because he's using a story which gives it weight of his own experience. And people can relate to it. People mm. are relatable to it. And it's no coincidence that the groundswell of support is because he is so relatable. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll say more power to him. I think, I think, that, I think in, in this um, three-month lockdown from, from what's happened, football players, by and large, almost, I mean, there's been a couple of instances where people have kind of broke lockdown. But I mean, that's kind of indicative of wider society anyway, I would argue, because they're young people and some people are going to make mistakes. But generally speaking, they've completely distinguished themselves yeah. in a way that the pol political class haven't. Mm. And it's ironic because, as you guys alluded to, the politicians at the start were the ones who were talking about, in quotes, footballers doing their bit, which was a, just the most brazen... And, Populist and, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, rubbish. Heard, yeah. Like, it, was, it was essentially one step away from saying, don't worry what we're doing, look what's happening over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hoping they get away with it. And they, and they completely misjudged it. So, And the fact that uh, Matt Hancock um, referenced Marcus Rashford as Daniel Rashford this morning, which is embarrassing. It's not acceptable. I, I'm not going to accept the, the inevitable apology that's going to come out and say, oh, it's just a mistake. You know, he's got a lot on. Get the detail right. Get the basic stuff right and give the guy the credit he deserves because he's, as you said, Kate, before we came in, uh, he's, um, he's, um, he's, 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 he could have far reaching consequences. Yeah, because he's giving people a sense in football of what they can do while they're still playing. Mm. Yeah. Which I think quite often footballers have thought in the past, you know, and of course they should focus on their jobs like anyone. But look, Kate, if you went on um, Twitter and, 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 and said something about school meals, no doubt you'd get a, a, a cavalcade of, um, Dickhead blocks telling you to stay the in collective your lane. now. <laughs> dickhead blocks telling you to stay in your lane. I don't come to. I don't watch. Uh, I don't yeah. watch Sky Sports for uh, politics. I watch it for football. It's it's it, it's it's an idea that you can't that that that, that nothing is political. Yeah. Everything, every single situation, every single person is inherently political. <laughs> it's Pete, if never never week a plumber came to my house. It was a few months ago now to fix the toilet in my bathroom. Mm. Right, and um, he came in. He said, "What well, is we got to do?" This is what I need to do. This is what I'm going to be doing. Mm. And then I said, do you want a cup of tea? And he said, yeah, that'd be great. So a cup of tea. And he had a cup of tea with me and, and we started talking. And the moment he said anything that wasn't to do with plumbing, I said, stay in your lane, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not here to talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah, stay in your lane. Pipes. I want to Let's talk, talk pipes. If I want a conversation with you, mate, it'll be about drainage <laughs> and that's how ridiculous this whole thing is it's just a convenient get out for people who say something you don't agree with mm. for you to kind of cut them down straight away and say no I don't have to engage with this because you're a footballer not a political political and you should rightly say Pete everyone's a political person because they have to be mm. you well, have to be in, the, in society well on that note I'm going to take the political decision to, break. to head to a break I yeah. reckon been running out of steam for ages so fair enough <laughs> you, you're doing really well Luke <laughs> thanks Kate well done mate the stamina is incredible <laughs> after all this period of lockdown after the break we're going to be talking about the games coming up tonight alright guys welcome back great having you with us <laughs> yeah and also great having you with us on the Patreon just want to give you a little reminder. Um, please, please sign up and support us on Patreon. You can receive lots and lots of extra behind-the-scenes content. There's bonus podcast episodes. You can do it from as little as $5 a month. We also run lots and lots of competitions Ooh. for our members. Yeah. Pete, you can't enter. Sorry. Yeah. 
That's oh, true, isn't it? I, mean, I have several nom de plumes. And, it, and it's terrible for Pete because most of these competitions are um, for Tech. electronic devices, yeah. which Pete's a huge collector of. So mm. it's particularly cruel for Pete that he can't be involved. Yeah. So if you want to stick it to Pete yeah. to enter <laughs> the competitions, um, there is, if you sign up into the Patreon in the next two days, you could win a 65-inch U29 series. Is that how yeah. I pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good in. Mm. It's a TV, courtesy of our friends at Toshiba. And then also, if you sign up to a higher tier, you also are more likely to win. Sign up to the Supporters Club tier. You'll be entered once into the competition. Sign up to the Ramble On tier. That's twice into that competition. Sign up to the highest tier, as well as becoming an official friend of the Ramble. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to be that? Your name is going to be entered three times into the competition. So head to patreon.com forward slash football rumble daily by 5 a.m on friday the 19th of june to enter we will announce the winner on the previous show the same day do it very nice also time for me to give you guys a betway four to score update from the show last friday it was a bundesliga special uh, some of us did better than others yeah uh, but i won't speak Rightly. ill of the ones that aren't here um, Jim had uh, Leon Goretzka in Bayern versus Munchen Gladbach, but the young Joshua Xerxes scored the first goal for Bayern. Goretzka did score, but not till very late on, so that's a no. Pete, you had Dusseldorf uh, versus Dortmund. You went for a Dusseldorf player. You yeah. always regularly go off-piste. Uh, you went for Ruin Hennings of Dusseldorf. Erling Haaland uh, predictably scored at the first goal there. I mean, you probably <laughs> could have just grabbed him. Yeah. That you tried to overthink easier, it, mate. I tried yeah. to overthink it. I am um, chaotic good in the whole kind of... <laughs> Nexus of... Definitely uh, chaotic. Yeah, yeah. definitely chaotic. Um, Marcus had Schalke Leverkusen. He went for Kai Havertz, uh, but he didn't score either. It was one all, and it was a Schalke player to score first. And my, uh, by no means least, certainly, I mean, if anything, most. Most. Augsburg 0, Mainz 1, Florian Neiderlechner, who I absolutely admit I only picked because of his name, <laughs> scored a minute in. So that's a yes from me, but it's only one out of four, so it doesn't count. I think that might be the best performance we ever had. First minute. Yeah. First minute goal. See Surely. You on, see if I can keep it up on Friday. Uh, we've got another yeah. four to score on Friday where the um, the prize will be £100,000 to celebrate the return of the Premier League. So listen out to that on Friday's show. So a lot of admin, a lot of interesting, fun stuff happening mm. on Friday. Yes. Well done, Luke. You Thank you very much. You know who'd be really impressed by that? Uh, everyone. <laughs> Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he Marcus would. Rashford. I'm doing my bit. He had a, <laughs> yeah. he had a message. He yeah. got it out there yeah. as simply as possible. Attached and he got it, results. Attached it to a personal emotional story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Let's preview this real live football. Football you don't know the answer to. Yeah. It's happening <laughs> today. The Premier League is back on these shores. The first kickoff is 6pm at Villa Park. Aston Villa against Sheffield United. The second one, 8.15pm. It feels like a tournament. Yes. Doesn't it? Two it games does. in one day, one after the other. Yeah. It does, with the earlier kickoff. Yeah, it yeah. does. All right, I'll give you mm, that. Yeah. It feels Thank like a tournament. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, li I like the fact that kind of you forget that Villa have actually scored more goals than Sheffield United, but good God, their defences are very different. Doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. That's no. the very nature of football that you've, cut, you've really cut to the heart of the matter. I know, point. right? And, 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 yeah. and, and, and it being a match in the future, I can't steal anybody else's opinion. No, so crucially, you have to get, score more than the other team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. but they, 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 uh, Sheffield United, they... they it, they, if anything's characterised this season, they never know when they're beaten. They're three at the back, they push their, their their midfield, their opponent's midfield out to the wings, and then they just get the, the tall lads at the back to just clear everything as as the ball gets whipped in. So, and nobody's really figured that out. They're stubborn. Um, so I think Villa, 
out of all of the teams, apart from like your Liverpool's and your Manchester Cities, I think if they were going to play any team uh, coming back, I don't think they will relish this to be quite No, frank. I agree. But, but obviously McGinn back for uh, Villers, he'd probably say... Big bonus for him. him. Him getting back, he's a bit of a disruptor, so... You know, Pete, maybe, my, maybe they'd have a hard time with him. My my thing on up the player. My thing on um, Villa and Kate. I don't know how you feel about this. But my thing on Villa is, I think lots of people want them to be better than they actually are. And the yeah. reason is for, for people like Grealish, who's a great player to watch, and and, you know, and the nineties, and exactly the nineteen nineties. <laughs> maybe it's just the people I hang out with. But yeah. I think Villa have been quite consistently overrated mm. from the the moment they got promoted. Really, I was like, yeah. well, Villa will be fine. They're a massive club. Mm. Villa Park's a huge stadium, and you know they got all these you know all this history. And and they haven't really taken opportunities. And they find the reality of the matter is there's however many games there is left, they lost their last four Premier League games going into the break and they're 19th. Mm. So they, it, the, the time has come to make a move and it's not a great time to play against a team in Sheffield United who are brilliant away from home in a situation where we've already seen other data saying that home advantage probably doesn't exist anymore. So... I don't know what you feel about it, Kate, but also shout out to Tyrone Mings who's also been very, very yeah. um, socially active and, and, and socially conscious during this lockdown as well. And I saw that uh, manager Dean Smith stood by him in news reports uh, this week about his behaviour and, and his support for Black Lives Matter. So whole new generation of, um, of socially aware footballers it feels like we're, we're, we're observing now. Yeah, it's great to see. I mean, Dean Smith, you mentioned the, the games that they've lost recently. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously form goes out of the window, but they have lost 13 of the last 19 Premier League games. And forget all that. I just think their running is absolutely dreadful. Mm, yeah, charges, isn't it? They've got, um, obviously, Sheffield United tonight. Chel- then Chelsea. Newcastle, okay. Um, right. <laughs> an oasis in the desert. <laughs> what an oasis that is. And the oasis, you're walking through the desert of the Premier League. There's an oasis on the horizon. It's full of nuki brown ale. <laughs> and we're not playing any long staffs in case we can sell them. Yeah, exactly. So Don't want to get them injured. Yes, yeah, stop it up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, then it's Wolves, Liverpool, little team. I mean, okay, they might be chilling, I guess. Mm. Manchester United, Palace, Everton, Arsenal, West Ham. That's their, that's their run-in. Doesn't look good, does it? Doesn't look nice. It looks... I mean, and as you said, they could... Get out of the relegation zone by winning tonight. Okay. The worrying thing for them, though, okay, as well, we haven't mentioned, is that a lot of the time it feels to me that when they have a game where you're building up to it, from what, obviously from what I can remember, you're building up to it and you look at it and you go, in, in our job of covering all these football games, you go, well, they really can win that game. Home to Southampton, they can win it. Well, mm. They lost 3 1. You know, playing against Watford, you've got been through 400 managers, lost 3 0. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, Southampton away just before the break, um, lost. Yeah. They, they they don't seem to be able to um to be able to kind of capitalize on games that they really need to win. And I remember speaking to I think it Alan Kerbishley for one of these ramble meets, and we were just talking off air, and he and I was saying to him, you know, how difficult was it to set up a Charlton team, like an unfashionable Premier League team against like a Man United uh, who were in the pomp of their power at the time. Mm. And he said, Well, no, to be honest, it's not really about that. It's about winning against the teams around you about being the best of those unfancy teams around you and the key to us doing so well with Charlton is regularly we won those games mm. and that, they counted for a lot more because no one's really expecting to go to Old Trafford and win and traditionally I think if you're a relegation candidate it does sometimes come down to how you do at home and how you do against the teams around you you've got and to beat Southampton you've, listen always you ain't got to tell me that that is that is Rule number one in any football. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I do fear for them, but we don't know who's going to manage the situation the best starting tonight, so we'll, we'll be excited for it. Sheffield United have had a brilliant season, whatever whatever happens now. They beat Aston Villa, from what I remember, fairly easily over Christmas. No, it finished 2-0 um, in, the, in, the, in the other fixture between these two teams. So, 
I would have Sheffield United favourites, particularly because of the away the away form thing. I mean, mm. Villa's last game was that that was the last game of the league before it was suspended. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. Lovely and little four 0 to take in. To Leicester the, are good though. To the break and think about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll go well, down your mind. Villa uh, Villa Park uh, have allowed um, people to bring in their own flags. Um, I presume they're uh, disinfected before they can put them out onto the um, out onto the chairs. All oh, right. But I don't know what, what it is about flags nowadays. It, living in uh, the situation that we're in at the moment, but like. Every single bloody football flag has to have a Union Jack or or a um, or St George's Cross. Yeah, in the middle. And and, and, the and I'm just looking at the corners, going, "What's that? What's that logo that I don't know?" Problematic. About? What's that? Pro- is yeah. that problematic? Is yeah. that problem? Is that like? Is that a dog whistle? I don't, it's just I'm scared. There's going to be something horrendous in the insignias. What would you like to see on the flag? A nice dog. Yeah. A nice sausage but not, dog. But maybe not a British bulldog. No. Yeah. No, that's the thing. They're ruining dogs. The fascists. <laughs> we did want to talk a tiny bit about that as well, kind of thinking of things that are going to be happening differently tonight. Of course, mm. as you mentioned, I mean, as raging fans of the Bundesliga like yourselves, well, no, I mean, this is just football as you know it. You oh, know? I'm a voracious consumer of the Bundesliga. Bundesliga was my rebound. Mm. I'm over it now. <laughs> it meant nothing to me. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. I'm only saying that because Andy Brassel's not here. Oh, fine. He'd, was, have, my, he'd have my guts. It, it, it wasn't better, it was just different. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, basically, the idea is that, I don't, I don't want to explain this to you now, but the idea is that we record this and then it goes Oh, so oh. Andy won't listen. He won't listen. <laughs> but loads watching. on. He listens to <laughs> NBA <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> if we're watching that TV channel he likes, so that's yeah. a podcast oh, football free, on it. Free, free sports. sports. <laughs> now available on HD. Yeah. Every oh. time. He loves it. Um, I'm a yeah, Sky Sports guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. you keep well, it coming. Isn't, isn't it right that a lot of these games, even on Sky Sports, are going to be free to air? Yeah, there's yes. going to be lots of wicked. them. Great. I, I love the idea. Like, so many people can see can see the, the football. It's, it's brilliant. It's so exciting. I always think of when um, England won the Ashes in 2005, before mm. it went to Sky, and um, uh, it, it felt like it took over the whole country. Yeah. So it's great of Sky to, to, to put those on free to air. It's brilliant. I'm yeah, like the Cricket World Cup as well recently. That was yeah, exactly that as well, didn't they? Yeah, that was a really good move. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very like excited. It. Yeah, as long as nobody puts. Uh, did you see in the Ibar Real Madrid uh, match where they put um, virtual yeah. crowds in? Your tech correspondent here. So tell us what exactly went wrong about this and how it can be better. Uh, a poor application of uh, low resolution augmented reality. <laughs> in a nutshell. Next question. <laughs> did you see this, Kate? How was it poor? Exactly. So they, uh, I think um, it was it was basically um, I think the Spanish uh, broadcasters put out a feed where it they basically put a virtual crowd in the stadium, um, and it was just. But the problem is the the, the resolution of the crowd wasn't very high. Um, it only worked on certain camera angles. It would occasionally disappear. <laughs> It would so it looked like an Instagram filter. <laughs> it looked like an AR Instagram filter. I've been spending lockdown creating Kevin Keegan Instagram um, filters and stuff yeah. like that, uh, and it looked like something I'd made. Um, so that will we get better. That will, be, no, that will get better, I'm sure, as people get uh, to grips with the, with the technology, because you know people are going to have to find uh, interesting ways of, uh, of, of, of making it more visually arresting. I think. To uh, is it to, needed though? Better than those know. sex dolls, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would definitely agree that. with that. But yeah. here's the problem. The issue I think that has become over the last 15 years mm. is that football is now so pervasive. Like Everyone knows about it. Everyone sort of has to have an opinion. The amount of times you know, when I actually had to you know, do a proper job for a living, which I wouldn't count this as, mm. um, you'd, you'd talk to someone in the office who really didn't have any interest in football, which is absolutely fine. But they would kind of feel like they had to have an interest in it because it was so mm. culturally significant. Mm. And I think what's happened is a lot of people have fallen in love with the idea of football and how... Um, it's presented on television. Is to, yeah. And, and so 
I wonder whether in the in the um in in the in the way that the football's coming back now, people are kind of decision makers are kind of a bit worried. How are we going to retain people's interest mm. if there's nothing around football to to, to sustain it? Because they, do, they, they can't. Don't, be. They don't trust the product effectively. Oof. I don't know if they do. I'm just saying maybe they don't. Mm. We, we'll find yeah. out. But I, so I don't know because I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm old. Mm. I quite like the the crowd music being pumped in, and that gives me a bit of extra atmosphere. Mm. But I don't feel like I need anything else. I, I, I like football. I like watching it for its own sake. So yeah. I think a lot of people like the circus around it more. Yeah. Kate, Kate, how do you feel about the um, the music that will be allowed to be played when substitutes uh, come on? I feel come like on. I like it a lot. But the thing is, five substitutes, five Go allowed. <laughs> um, only three opportunities to put, bring them on. Right. right? And, and half time, right? Does that count as one of the three? Don't know. I think, I, think, I think it might be three separate and half time. Okay, but this is oh, relevant. Right, okay. Oh, well, oh, I mean, okay. I know we're trying to provide detail, but this is relevant to my wider point. Sorry, okay. Which is if you've got a substitute music. Yeah. But, you've only, but you might be coming on at the same time as someone else. Oh, so like you didn't need to like have a mashup. mashup. Yeah. Yes. Remember the late Gar- 90s where everything was a mashup? Gary Newman and Sugar Babes. Yeah, the Strokes and Christina Aguilera. The um, Jay Z and the White Album. Yeah. The Grey Album. Yeah. All that stuff. Do you understand any of that, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying really hard to think of some. Are you can have all w- I could come up with in my mind was when um, at a Mayball, um, Dizzy Rascal played, and some of my friends in a choir were his backing group. Is that a mashup? Have you ma- have you mashed up with? Uh, have you got gotten mashed up with Dizzy Rascal? Kate? Is this is this what we're uh, hearing for the first yeah. time on the podcast? What would you have? Enjoyable. If you were coming on, what would you, music would you have? A bit of a Valdi? I've really struggled with this. I was keen to go for a bit of Tchaikovsky just to like liven yeah. people up and make I, them know what they were contending with. I didn't realise we were characterising Kate as no. She, as being from... she's a big classical music fan. Oh, it's right. not. I'm not. I'm not oh, being mean. Right. It's fair, isn't it? It's not mean to say someone's a big classical oh, music that's what fan. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't know. I know nothing about you, Kate. Next Educate time, me. I'll bring my violin. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's um, from the streets. He's a rose that grew from concrete. Yeah, but I'm also um, a grade uh, one violin, so I could do... A little duet. One. Well, I'll just hang the up and you guys can carry on. Yeah, great. <laughs> we, can, we can play in the Bramble yeah. theme tune next time. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. amazing. First chair, mate. When was the last time you For played it, Pete? Uh, I picked up a violin uh, a couple of years ago and it uh, turns out it, it don't work no more. <laughs> violin don't work. Yeah. Violins have got worse. Kate, could you do a violin version in. of the theme tune for us? Mm. Oh, of course I could. <gasps> yes. Bring it in. <laughs> bring it in. Only if you bring yours in, I'll fix it. Uh, okay, cool. I'll make it work. I've I I forgotten what we got to. I, I love oh. the idea of <laughs> music you waiting to come on. Just... Waiting for the ball to go up. Just I'll play my play own. I told you about my fantasy about uh, being a uh, a long distance runner at the Olympics, and then at the when I win the uh, gold, uh, they allow me to play. My hero was Roy Castle back in the day. My God, I don't know where to start with explaining that man, but he could play the trumpet, couldn't he? And yeah. I was I fantasy because I played the trumpet as well back in the day, and when I was a kid, and I had fantasies about winning the race and then playing the trumpet to the entirety of the auditor, auditorium, the entirety of the stadium who was watching me win the race. What, on the anthem? When you're on the podium? Yeah, just playing so the trumpet. Playing Nobby Solano style. Instead of receiving your medal? Well, after I've received it and everyone thinks I'm great. How would they get the medal over the trumpet? <laughs> <That's very difficult. laughs> the trumpet would have its separate medal. I'm glad you're thinking of this practically. It. Yeah. Kate, yeah. I mean, would you would you be interested in, in um, playing the violin when you're about to come onto the pitch to play mm. in the Premier League? Yeah, I think it might focus the mind. It's got a bit of the pillow about it, isn't it? Got a bit oh, of the sophistication really kind of, yeah. yeah, I want my own vineyard the when I've retired from yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also, I mean, I haven't really, I haven't really 
got one that I really think would sum up myself as a substitute. I think it would be quite enjoyable to have the first bit of Three Lions on, just the bit where there's all the commentary about... But you've got to imagine it. About, about other people. Terrible, about, about people other being terrible. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go on getting bad results. We'll go on getting bad results. <laughs> no, I'll just sneak in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the idea of uh, Sheffield United uh, tonight. Um, uh, the substitute is coming on to like a Sean Bean busted remix. Oh yeah, it's like a kind of like a house busted, 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 busted. <laughs> coming Gabba. on, like lovely. A techno Gabba yeah. version of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm having it. Yeah, I'm in. What's I'm yours? In. Um, it's hard because you've got to manage expectations. Yeah. So if you did like something like Here Comes the Hot Stepper, you people would have expected some skills, right? Yeah. But if you're not that kind of player, it's got to be relevant to what your skills are. Amy Wynas says, you know, you know I'm no good. Yeah. I really <laughs> like the idea of, of, of it. Like, you know, when, in wrestling, when players come down the aisle yeah. and they play, come onto a music and you, and now, as far as I'm aware, The Undertaker's music. No, you hear the music Bong. and you know who it is before you see them, yes. right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe Jurassic Park theme. Nice. Like Gladiator. <laughs> it just starts, it builds. How long mm. am I getting is what yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a good question. If, if it's going to be 12 minutes between I, the announcement and a stoppage, yeah. oh, then I need, I, I can't be, I can't be playing on a loop. It needs yeah. to be longer. Yeah. It's the crazy frog. <laughs> you know that? Bang that on. I'm blue. Dab- <laughs> <laughs> yes. I couldn't have that if you playing for Arsenal. <laughs> no. Who are playing tonight, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I Jeez. think we should probably talk about it. What yeah. do you reckon? Yeah, might as I mean, well. it's, it's a massive game, but, you know, yeah. I reckon we can, we can sneak it in at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Before that, we want to just um, wrap up that kind of things that are going to be different. So we've got your five subs. We've talked mm. about that. We've got to work out if it's a mashup of the theme music or not, uh, water breaks. Um, there's also going to be more somberly there's going to be a minute silence for all the people who've um, lost their lives to coronavirus over yeah. this period um, and also in recent weeks there's been a lot of um, protests and engagement in the Black Lives Matter cause Premier League has said they're going to um, support any people who any players who want to to take a knee and there's only, also on the shirts there's going to be NHS logos and Black Lives Matter in place of uh, players names Yeah. so just wanted to really um, draw attention to that kind of in, in light of all the work that's been done recently and just well I mean sorry, sorry to cut in but just very quickly the NHS thing I wanted to, before it perhaps goes unsaid particularly poignant for this game because of course Pep Guardiola lost, lost his, his mother, his mm. mother to, to coronavirus so it'd be a very very uh, emotionally charged affair for him I'm sure and there will be people all over the country obviously who would have been affected by it so I think it's a nice thing to market to, you know, to have some kind of acknowledgement of it um, and what happens in times of like tragedy and like big polit- big big kind of things like coronavirus is is everything almost has to become political. It feels like, mm. but it's impossible to not well, have these things acknowledged, right? Well, in it, the first half, you argued that everything was political. That's what I'm saying. It's important. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible to ignore it. It would be absolutely right. fast. Because what what the reason I'm saying that case is because the charge will probably be. Well, let's just play football. It's an yeah. escapism. Let's just get away it's from it. It's a bubble. It doesn't exist. Yeah. But, but these people are human beings. Mm. And, and Pope Guardiola is a great example of someone who's been directly affected by it in the most horrific way. It would be tantamount to disrespect to not mark it in some way. So it has to be and, included. And I'm sorry, I'm watching, like, uh, uh, um, what I think we mentioned about the, um, the Premier League, um, uh, what it's made up of, like, uh, like it's 35% uh, black or certainly minority yeah. um, footballers. Um, and, and and obviously you've got the Black Lives Matter um, um, stuff happening. We've got uh, the, the the COVID stuff for the NHS, and and you know you, you've got the anniversary of, of Grenfell as well. It's happened yeah. quite recently as well. Mm-hmm. So people of uh, of um, uh, from the black community who, who've died in 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 there, and 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 it just seems to me that football has to, is constantly having to put up a mirror to political mismanagement 
not just on these shores, but mainly on these shores uh, and, and all around the world. And, and it should be used for that, I think. And I think a time where you can sort of say that the, the, the football should not be putting up a mirror to, to society is long gone because we've had this period where there just doesn't seem to be any grown-ups in the room when it comes to running, running a goddamn country. And yeah. I'm, I'm tired of it. Everyone's sickened by it. And I'm hoping that having the most popular sport in the country um, putting these issues front and centre will affect change. People will do it, you know, affect change at the voting booth. People will get out on the streets. I'm, 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 I'm wholly positive about the changes that, that will be made in the future, thanks to actions by people like Tyron Mings and, and, and Marcus Rashford. Mm. What's tough or to whatever say? the guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. What's tough to I liked say? it when he did that play where he got naked. <laughs> What's tough to see is, um, is that it feels as though the footballers, and we talked about it in the first half, but Rashford among them, mm. perhaps leading the way, um, is that it feels as though footballers in the main are doing, a really, are doing pretty great things during this pandemic. Um, and yet, in some cases, as we saw at the weekend um, with that guy who turned out to be a, a Tottenham fan, which is obviously just, I don't know, I just feel quite depressed about it, but um, <laughs> mm. uh, peeing on that memorial dedicated to the PC, yeah. Keith Palmer, who, who was stabbed um, by Khalid Massoud when he was on duty. Um, and I think, you know, often at the, in these moments, people say, these guys aren't football fans. <laughs> Fact is, they're they not are football, football fans. Yeah, they're not football <laughs> fans like we know football mm. fans and our friends who go and watch games and the fact that it's a kind of community that, that I feel totally like happy and safe and uh, as, a, as a female person, mm. um, uh, you know, going to games and taking friends to games of all, all, all ethnic backgrounds. But I'm afraid they are football yeah. fans. And, and, I, and I don't, I feel a bit just depressed about and, it because I don't know what we do. And the problem is people straight away jump up and say, oh, yeah, they're not real football fans. Yeah. And it's kind of, they are kind they of are. real football and, fans. And to be yeah. honest, it, their, their crowds at the weekend would have been thinned out massively if there was They've a European a competition, on. if there's a European competition yep. happening. Let's make but, that but very the, clear. But the other thing you have to bear in mind though is that you, it's, it's, you are going to get idiots in every aspect of society. And the one thing that is, makes football so inclusive is that there is no barrier mm. to someone being, in quotes, a fan of a club. You yeah. just decide you want to. Mm. And I think it's kind of useless trying to control that. The whole point of football's appeal and its popularity is that there is absolutely no barrier to A, playing it, or B, becoming a fan of a club. You can become any type of fan that you want. You don't even ever have to go to a game. Um, and you can still, on paper, be a fan. Now, other people will have their opinion on the type of fan you are, but that's irrelevant. If that guy wants to just declare himself a Spurs fan, there's no one, nothing anywhere in this room or no. anywhere else can do about it. So the best thing to do is kind of be the best fan you can and just hopefully try and affect change that way rather than worrying about something that can't be controlled. It annoys me when people put things like the word football in the Democratic Football Lads Alliance, which mm. is basically a far-right organisation, that in that day where that incident you've described, Kate, happened, had nothing to do with football. He wasn't going to a football game. There was no football involved in it. But a yeah, lot of still them are football shirts sure, exactly. and calling their exactly. organisation football. And it's annoying, but, and, and, but there's nothing we can do about that. So we have to kind of, I think we have to kind of take our medicine to a certain extent and say, okay, that doesn't define us. We're all football fans here. We're, we like to think we're all contributing members of society and that we're thoroughly decent people and, and we try our best to be. We can't stop people like that do that. You, but, can't, but, you can't do it. But I think clubs can lead in that... Um, but they some, can't stop some, that guy doing that. No, but young men who feel aggrieved about having to deal with a changing world, changing language, changing uh, makeup, uh, ethnic makeup, certainly, 
having to hear and listen and understand people's opinions, which, you know, the male ego frequently finds quite difficult. And, <laughs> and, and, and everything being kind of like d- driven by this clickbait right-wing media that aggravates and ignites noise on both sides of whatever uh, political side you may be. And they see football and they see going to the football and they see consuming as football as, as a vehicle or just the last bastion of, 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 of a smoky male uh, 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 cave, effectively, where they can shout races and they can take cocaine and they can drink Stellas. It, 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 it's just them raging against the fucking dying of the light. Yeah. And they will disappear and they have to disappear and, it, and, and football can lead. Uh, and I hope that it does that. Mm. Anyway, it's a game tonight. Don't have watch Stella though, because yeah. I quite like it. <laughs> I know. Thanks, guys. We've had our debates about yeah. that before. Yeah. Uh, Man right. City by Arsenal is an interesting one, though, because of lots of reasons, but also because of Mikel Arteta, right? Who's mm. who's not had much time to get his feet under the table at Arsenal. He felt I felt a bit like they they got themselves going, didn't they? Arsenal they had a pretty good run before the break, um, three draws and then three wins in the Premier League. Mm. I know they had some difficulties in Europe, but um, <laughs> it, it will be it will feel very start stop for him. And this is a very, very big test. But on mm. the other hand, at least he knows Guardiola better than probably pretty much anyone. I think that's given it a bit of a false impression, though. Again, with you know form, it's nice to reference it, and because we're just kind of clutching at straws, yeah. trying to work out what the hell's going to happen tonight when I mean, people <laughs> look at the, the bun- first show in. I'm clutching at straws. <laughs> look, at- <laughs> look at the Bundesliga. It just means that anyone in the six-yard box will miss. Because that's <laughs> yeah. what happened with the Bundesliga. They just look re- really rusty. The defenders didn't really know what they did. Is doing, that because but- they get really close to the crowd and go, well, "There's no one here." It doesn't no- matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just a training match. I, I enjoyed uh, Arteta sort of uh, basically talking about Aubameyang's uh, uh, future, uh, and he'd set up a little kind of like Zoom background with like the uh, the visit Rwanda oh and the God. Emirates and all that. Stuff. It looked really, really bad. Give him a green screen. Help him out. Yeah. You know, We've had a lot of that. Give him on the, on the <laughs> Pink's available for green screen skills, aren't you, Pete? Mate, look, I will look, just work on your shadows, work on your lighting, get buy yourself a little ring light. Arteta's got the money. That's yeah. the value add we need here. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I, nice. I, I mean, I don't understand anything, but I take it as a good thing. <laughs> you need a ring light, Luke. But I'm excited anyway. for the game tonight. It's going to be great. They're both yeah. the games tonight are going to be brilliant, one after another. I can't very, believe very football's good. back. I know, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to get a Stella. <laughs> Stay at home. Stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. But the point about Arsenal is that also they haven't won any of their last 25 away Premier League games against the top six. Well, that is a terrible stat. That is a stinker. So you can say that away doesn't matter and it doesn't seem to matter. And I also actually think the value of playing at home is overvalued in modern football, but you know, mm. that's a whole separate But it affects refereeing decisions. Maybe mm. we can do that later in the week, maybe next yeah. week or something. There's refereeing yeah. decisions Let's talk more about it, definitely. Home, 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 home re- refereeing decisions have been shown by studies to be kind of quite different. It'll be interesting to see how they're affected. Mm. You've got Soconomics stats coming out of your ears. Book club, isn't it? Yeah. Still go and listen to it. Still available. Yeah. Soccer yeah, yeah. Yes, that was yesterday. It's true. That was when we were doing stuff when there's no football. Don't need to worry about that anymore. I'm like chinned off my film, yeah. chinned off my film club very quickly. It got you this job, Mason, so you should be very happy about it. Oh, is that what it was? Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Is this yeah. a job? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But yeah, so, you know, they might be pleased. They haven't beaten City in six, I think. They got pumped by them at home as well. They got by the pumped mm, by yeah. them. But there is this whole tasty little master versus apprentice kind of yeah. vibe going subtext. on. Love a subtext. Love a subtext. I just, it's back. It's back, guys. That's all I've got. I'm just excited. <laughs> Getting, getting we could involved. have had an hour of Peter Sun. <laughs> it's back, guys. Yeah. Wicked. It is. It's back. That's, <laughs> that's all there is to say. And I'm glad probably that we did more than just have Pete shout for the whole of the podcast. It's back. There, are, there is precedent for that, isn't there, Pete? Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. Mm, 2015 was a weird year for us. Dark one. Yeah. Dark, dark one. one. Yeah. We'll tell you about that later. A lot all of right. chanting. <laughs> Perhaps off air. Yeah, um, yeah. Incantations. 
It's been an absolute storm, guys. Um, oh, yeah. also, congrats to Bayern Munich, champions of oh, Bundesliga yeah. <laughs> for the eighth time. Let's not forget that. Yeah. But Big Brassel's back tomorrow, so he, he can, can do that. He can yeah. talk mm. all about it. Yeah, it's boring as well. So boring. Like, why are you doing that, Bayern Munich? Oh, I'm with you. I yeah, thought you were know I mean? slating the Bundesliga. No, no, again. no. I thought you're big fans. Anyway, we've got a wrap. Yeah. I thought, I mean, Mark Lewandowski, it's the least you can do. <laughs> Daniel Lewandowski. Daniel Lewandowski. Yeah. Daniel Danielsofsky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Listen to our friends tomorrow. There's yeah. going to be shows all the time. Mm. Say goodbye, Daniel Moore. Goodbye. Daniel Donaldson. <laughs> I'm glad you knew my second name. Goodbye. And I've been Daniel Mason. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production.